Ashrecha. Ashrecha, Rabbi Chanina, you're a lucky man. Shinitfasta al Dovarechot. You were captured and arrested for one crime. You're sitting in prison for one crime. Oi Lee, woe is to me, Rabbi Lazar ben Parta said about himself. Oi Lee, woe is to me, Shinitfasti al Khamishadvarim. I'm arrested for five crimes. Against you, the Romans only have one claim, one, one, one transgression. But, but me, they've arrested me for five transgressions, for five crimes. Amalei Rabbi Chanina ben Trajan, so Rabbi Chanina ben Trajan answered Rabbi Lazar ben Parta and said to him, Ashrecha, you Rabbi Lazar are a lucky man. Shinitfasta al Chamishadvarim, you were arrested for five crimes. The Atonitzel, and you are going to be saved from the hands of the Romans. Oili, woe is to me. Shinitfasti al Dovarechot, the Aini Nitzel. It's true, they have arrested me for one crime, but I'm not going to be saved. I'm not going to get out of this prison alive. And Rabchanina ben Tradya went on to explain to Rabbi Lazar ben Parta how come that he's arrested for five crimes and he's going to be freed? He said, I'm arrested for one crime and I'm not going to be freed and they're going to kill me. So he told him, you know why this is? Listen to these words. She'ato osakto b'toyra he says, you, Rabbi Lazar ben Parta, he says, you learned Torah. You are involved with learning Torah plus Gemilus Chassadim. You are involved with doing kindness to people. The Ani and I, Le'asakti ala b'Torah. Bilvat. This is myself, Rabbi Chanina ben Trajan, he says, all I did was sat, and I sat in the Smedrish day and night, and all I did was learn Torah, and therefore, I'm not going to be saved. And you, although you committed five crimes, serious crimes, the Romans are going to free you because you learned Torah and you involved yourself in Torah plus Gemilus Chassadim, and I'm not going to be saved. And the Gemara continues to say, Rabchanina ben Trajan makes such a statement about himself. Rabchanina ben Trajan, one of the Asura Haruge Malchus, one of the, the greatest luminaries of Torah luminaries of his times that Sadiq said about himself, he said, I'm not going to be saved because I only learned Torah alone. And Rav Huna said in another place, the Omar Rav Huna, Rav Huna once said, if a person involves himself exclusively in the study of Torah, and he's not involved in Gemilas Chassadim, doime kimisha en lalaka. Doime kimisha en lalaka. He's like a person that does not have a G.O.D. Here, Shenema, he quotes a Pasek, in Divri Ayamim, it says, V'yomim rabim lo Yisrael, l'loyo le'kayemes, the Lord Kohen Meirah, 
V'lo'loi Torah. So the Gemara asks, "My lo'loi le'kayemes? Kol'oisik b'Torah b'lvat? Doyme k'mishenlek. The person only learns Torah without involving himself in Gemara's chasodim. It's like he has no rebbeinu We'll have to come back. We're trying to explain all this. So the Gemara says, "Rabchanina ben Tragian. He wasn't involved in Gemara's chasodim. How could it be?" So the Gemara says, "Well, Gemara's chasodim lo yosek. Is it true that Rabchanina ben Tragian was not involved in in, in doing chasodim, involved in in, in, in kindness and rachmin?" For Tanya, didn't we learn in a Gemara? In the Gemara quotes that Rabchanina ben Tragian was the treasurer of the Tzedakah fund. So the Gemara says, yeah, sure, he was an honest man, he was a big tzaddik, they trusted him, he was the banker, he held the money. Mehemen, he Mehemen, he was believed. But involved himself personally in, 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 in doing Tzedakah v'chesed, he didn't. He, he was the banker. So the Gemara says, well, Tanya, didn't we learn in another place that one time Rabchanina ben Tragian had set aside money for the Suda of Purim in his home, and his money got mixed up with the money of Tzedakah, didn't know exactly what it was, and he went and he gave the whole thing to Tzedakah. At, at his own personal loss, he had been planning to entertain a lot of people, and there was a, a substantial amount of money there, so he gave away the Tzedakah money plus his own money. So we see that he was involved in Tzedakah. So the Gemara concludes, oh yes, never go we're not saying that Rabbi Hanina ben Tragin never did a chesed in his life. Never do that. He did do kindness. But But what he should have done, he didn't do. What he could have done, he didn't do. Amazing Gemara. The Gemara is amazing from all aspects. First of all, have to understand, I mean, uh, what's wrong with a person that that sits in a room closed off from the whole world and is learning Torah day and night, the Kedusha, the Tahara, and holiness. We are trained to believe that that's the biggest thing in the world. Two, what does it mean? The Imam makes such a radical statement that if a person sits and learns Torah day and night, and it's not involved in Gemul's Chasadim, is doim mekimishen lelikatz, like he has no rebbeinu If the Gemara wouldn't say these words, we would not be permitted. Thus, it would be blasphemous to utter such words, to articulate such words. I wouldn't have the, the chutzpah to say such a thing. A man sits, tzaddik, he lives on bread and water, and he's sitting and learning Gemul Valayla. He has no lelikatz. <laughs> You, 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 I'm sure that you go and you take a census, go and all these shivas, and there's the boys. They don't know this Gemara, most of the people. Young boys don't learn this Gemara. They'll say, what are you talking about? They'll be shocked at such words. But the Gemara says it. And then at the end, when the Gemara finally concludes that Rabchanina ben Tradio, we're not talking about a sadist, we're not talking about a miser, he, he was a Balzdokan. But the Gemara says that his punishment and his his tragic fate, he could have done more. What? What is this? 
there's an I, I thought about this Gemara. I told it over to somebody this week. I don't remember who. The Gemara. I was. I, I, I relearned this Gemara recently. I was. I was shocked. I was. I'm thinking about it already. A good two weeks. This Gemara. You know, I must give you an, an introduction, a little preface of what I think the Gemara means. It's a cold night. You know, take it easy. I was reading in a magazine an advertisement for a book by Emanuel Velikovsky. I don't know if any of you ever heard of him. Emanuel Velikovsky is a Jewish scientist. He is a, a weirdo. He, he writes, he wrote a book years and years ago. He's an older person, Worlds in Collision. And that book, he wanted to prove that that Kriyas Yamsuf, the splitting of the Red Sea, was a historical fact, and he wanted to explain it in a scientific fashion what happened there. And uh, he, has, he publishes uh, scientific books, his, historical books, history in the light of science, and he, he's, a, he's a weird genius. Originally, he was a, a, a psychiatrist. He was a prominent, like Freud, Adler, Jung, then he went out of psychiatry into science. So he wrote a new book, a new theory he came out with. He's a thinking person. He comes out with a theory um, that the problem of humanity today is that somehow through the flow of history, the entire humanity has forgotten a principle which is vital to the functioning of humanity. What the principle is, is one of his weird theories. It's a psychoanalytic theory, but it's not important, it's irrelevant. But the thesis of the book, the theme of the book is that there is, there is an, a, a, a conscious piece of information which all humanity must know, and through the shuffle of history we've all forgotten, forgotten this vital piece of information for our functioning, and subsequently, this is the problem, and this is all the woes and ills of humanity come from this. That he says we have an amnesia, we have forgotten something. His theory has to do with traumatic experiences. It's one of his weird theories. But it occurred to me, the fact is true, and this you cannot deny, that humanity is in the depths of struggling for its existence. I mean, the problems that face humanity, the, the, the multitude of problems that face humanity today is no joke. That, that, that's, you don't need to be a scientist to see that. But the idea that, we, that, we're, some, that, that, that we're lacking information, that I buy. And I want to talk about this information, and this is the key to this Gemara. According to the Torah, According to the Torah's view on a human being, on a man, on a woman, what is expected as long as you're alive? Growth. Growth. According to, according to profound secular thinking, I think that their opinion coincides with the opinion of the Torah. The whole psychological science, you have a book, uh, I don't want I'm not here to teach you secular, you don't need me to teach you secular subjects, it's not my place, but tonight I'm tired. You have a book by uh, a man like Gordon Alport. 
men of the biggest men in psychology. The name of the book is, what's the name? Becoming. That's the title of the book. He understands that the wholesomeness and the health, the vibrancy of a human being is to become, to constantly become. This is secular thinking. But in the Torah, the whole structure of Schave Einish, the whole, the whole soul of Bechira, that's Bechira, choice. Choose what? What is, what's the significance of choice? It's becoming. In choosing, it's not that there's an IBM machine upstairs that records our, we get points for, 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 for good deeds and, 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 and demerits for bad deeds. No. Bechira is creativity. When we say, When we make a bracha by a mitzvah, we say, So the question is, what is the literal translation of And there's a discussion in Rishonim, and the general consensus of, a consensus of opinion is, means you have sanctified us. We have become sanctified. We have become, if you do a mitzvah, and each person, in accordance to what he puts into a mitzvah, a person becomes something else. It's imperceptible. We're cynics. We don't believe it. We don't believe that if we bench licht Friday night, that something happens to us. But the fact is, and again from, from secular science we know, that there are imperceptible deeds that shape a human being ultimately. The whole shot is to become. The whole, the whole, the whole meaning of khire is to become something. Kasvashalma becomes an evil person, be, creates negativity, unleashes and creates negativity in this world, or a person is creative. There's a posse, you know, we look for, we look for formulas. We live in a world that's influenced by science. We look for formulas. What's the formula of the cosmos? And there is such a thing. There's a posse in Tillam that says, Oilom chesedibone. You see, Oilom, the, the whole cosmos, you see this? Its inception, its success, is chesed. If you step back and look at the ills of the world, overall picture of the ills of the world, we're used to it, we're sick, we are all sick. It's like Velikovsky says, we've forgotten something. We're all sick. You read in the paper story with Poland, with Russia. A prison within a prison. We're used to it. We were born into it. You were, we were born. 
We were born into a, to, to a situation where, where two-thirds of the world is in prison. We walk around and we can do, go where we want. You want to go, you want to go to Chicago? Go to Chicago. You want to go to South America? Go to South America. It's, it's, it's a basic right of a human being. Is it a luxury to be free? We have a half a world that to them they don't understand. You, you can't go from one country to another country. I'll send you to Siberia if you go without my permission. In a sick world. If you look in the world, you'll see that the, the ills of the world is because there's no chesed. And if you look closely, you'll see an individuals between the, 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 the chafing of people against each other, you'll see it's based also because there's no chesed. I want to say something about chesed. When a person does an act of chesed, of kindness, when a person responds to a lack in another individual who comes within the range of his vision, his mental vision, his physical vision, the relationship of hashpah of chesed, In Olam Chesed Yibona means that, that, that means that that's the way the Rebbeinu relates to the world through the Midas Chesed. And the whole Mahu Afata, that's the, the essence of God. Zekeli Vianzehu. We say in the Shira, Zekeli Vianzehu, the Gemara says in Shabbos that the word Anvehu means Anivahu, he and I. I must follow his footsteps. And the Mahal says in a place, that the only way and the only area that a person can imitate the Rabbani Shleilam is in the Midas HaChesed. And the Midas HaChesed is a creative force. A person, we, we look at a person, we only see we only see a person on the outside. If we had a machine to see what we look like on the inside, it would be different. We would see that some people who we, we, who we disregard and don't pay any attention to, we would see that they are giants. And people who we think are very cool and very in, we would see that they're Lilliputians. Rabbi Lozab then practiced he said to Rabchanina ben Trajan, they were both sitting by the Romans, they went in, Rabbi Lozab ben Parto was sure he's at the end of his life. He says, I, they, they caught me for five crimes. And so Rabchanina ben Trajan told him, don't worry. He says, I with one crime, I won't escape. He says, you, you will be saved. He says, Why? He says, because the sum total of your avoida was creativity, was becoming, was coming into being. And me, you're going to exist. You're going to be. He says, me. The Gemara concludes, it's not as if Rabbi Hanina ben Tragin didn't, didn't do chasadim. The Gemara concludes, he says, this was not the fire of my life. The thrust power, the fire of my life was not present, was toilet. He says, I'm not going, I'm, I'm going to lose being. 
You know how Rabchanina ben Kadia died? They wrapped him up in a Sefer Torah and they put cotton around his heart and they burned him up with, a, with the Sefer Torah. That's the one Rabchanina ben Kadia was no small person. We not allowed to say a word about him. The Gemara says it. We have forgotten. We, 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 we have we don't know what a human being is. A human being is clothes. A human being is all sorts of nonsense. All sorts of external, shallow, meaningless things. We want to talk about the dimensions of the human being. How, how, what are we becoming? It's chesed. Oyum chesed, Chesed is, a, is an outflow. The, 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 the Hasidic Sfarim have a beautiful explanation of the word Chesed. They say the word Chesed is Chas Dal. Chesed is Ches Samach Dalet. And the word Dalet has the word Dal, poor, lacking. Chas Dal, one who sympathizes and emphasizes with the, with the one who is lacking. Every act of Chesed fulfills a lack. Whether it's reacting to a little child, whether a teacher is teaching a little child. But with the act of chesed, you come into being. Reb Hanina ben Tradin said, listen, I'm not going out. Because now is, we're in a showdown. He says, you, your whole life was one, one flaw becoming and becoming and incorporating into your being. He said, the rebellion for this, the media can I be as you got that being. He says, I was lucky then. Not going to work out. Because the rebellion just, we don't know. We, 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 we're so, our sophistication, our cynicism is asphyxiating. The big, 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 big people, the ones that have vision, they say that the whole world, in its, in its agony, and in its anguish, and in its misery, and in its terror, and in its horror, beneath the good that's in the world, is the Rebbeinu He's giving. If you don't follow that flow, if you don't, if you're not because the truth of the matter is, if you want to get a little profounder, if you want to get a little bit beyond the crust, the outer apparition of the world, according to, to the Amunah of the Torah, the world exists at this second only because the Rabbi Shalom's Rotzen wills it that there should be a world. Has Shalom, if the Rabbi Shalom should remove his Rotzen that there's a world, it would return into nothingness. In, 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 a physics, there's, there's, in a physics, there's a, there's a theory from Heisenberg, the indeterminability of matter. What does he say? You see this type recorder? He says it's only a statistic that, it's, that the atoms are holding together like this. It's not a law of nature, he says. In any given second, in every moment, this can become a pair. And the Torah, it's called the rotsen of the Rabbani Shalom, is that the atoms should hold that shape. It should be a, a type recorder. That it should be a world. There's the Rotz Nashem is Mashpir, that there should be a world. A, and that's Ulum Chesed Yabon. And if you're not involved in giving, you have no shaykhs with the Rabbi Shem Kalim. Don't make me shame like that. 
we get, people get tired of the, you know, giving, doing, giving, doing. There's certain things you're not allowed to get tired of. I'm not saying that people uh, shouldn't have any relaxation in, uh, in vacations. Chas v'shalom, it's vital to a person's health. But in, in a person's world philosophy, shocking thing. Someone retold me a conversation today. A mother works. No, nothing wrong with a mother working. It could be this way, it could be that way. There's no general rules in this. So her child was away on a vacation at someone else's house for a week. And the person that had the child for a week in her home noticed that the kid ate voraciously. The kid would ask during that, when's supper, what's for supper, when's supper, what's for supper? The kid made a whole ASIC with the supper for a week, ten days. What's for supper, what's supper, 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 supper? The woman saw that snap. There's something here. Something's the matter here. You know, she didn't make any banquets, but she made supper. She sat the kids down for supper. Well, yeah, the other woman, the mother of the child came back. So she says to her, uh, does your little boy always eat like this? No, nothing special. She says, well, well, what are you making for supper? So she says like this, the other mother says, well, she says, I eat my main meal at work. She says, during the day. When I come home, I slap something together. The kid never saw something. <laughs> The little boy doesn't see a supper. This woman that we told it, you know, is an astute, sensitive woman. We told the other mother that you eat the main, you eat the main meal while you're at work. You eat a big meal. So, Mamelo, when you come home at night, all you need what you call an America snack. What about the kids? This kid never eats a supper. She throws something together. I can tell you what she throws together. Nothing with nothing, garbage with garbage. The kid came here and sees that all the kids sit down. The supper is a, a supper. Food is not just food. Food is a message. I care for you. I care for your likes. Is this what you like? I make it. It's a message. You can't help it. It's inconvertible. You cannot deny the fact. You think it's only chesed is if you have to take someone to the hospital. The A person ripping the walls of his mind this way and that way to accommodate, to be sensitive to... This Gemara is amazing Gemara. Reb Chanina ben Trajan told Reb Eliezer ben Parta, you're going to be saved no matter how many crimes I have against you because you, this is your characteristic, this is your need of chesed, being incorporated as me, I made a mistake. I couldn't say it, you know, a lot of say it, Gemara says it. Gemara concludes Ovid, Mavid, Ovid, Rabbi Hanina ben Dragia was kind and about Chesed, bigger than I am, bigger than all of us. In accordance with his lofty 
position there was a light. You know, there's such a thing as breakthroughs. You know, they talk about scientific breakthroughs in this area, in that year. You know, I was talking in the last few days about these big cholims and, you know, the hospitals and this and that. Ten years ago, did you ever hear of such a thing? Never heard of it. Today, it is in Borough Park. That whip bus is going to the hospitals and food is going to the hospitals, hotel rooms, apartments for anybody that we should only go for good things. But you see, you see that the consciousness of the Jewish community has been expanded. Baruch Hashem, we started over here a Indian for Chaylam here. People that assume the responsibility. <laughs> what do you do? You know, in such a situation I mentioned before. These are breakthroughs in expansion of consciousness. What do you mean? So you'll go one day, and I'll go one day. You'll extend your, your consciousness of this world to that person. You're a bigger person. You don't see it. If we could see the picture, if I take into my being, I take this into my being, and my child's needs into my being, and a teacher has a student, her mother tells me, with tears in her eyes, she went up to a rabbi. Her kid wasn't learning well. No, her mother sees her kid's not learning well. He's unhappy. He's depressed. Her mother, father, you feel better. She goes up to the rabbi. She says, could you please give my son from three to five minutes? He needs a little. I don't teach privately. I teach the whole class. First of all, even if it's true, you don't tell that to a mother. You give her an evasive answer. You tell her, all right. If it were true, but it's not true. Every rabbi could find two minutes for a kid. You give a kid privately two minutes. You give a kid privately two minutes. You, you breathe life into a kid. You teach your kids that he's falling or she's falling behind. You teach them one half a posse. The kid comes home. I know I have a posse. The kid comes home. He's dancing. The Gemara says that if you don't have a shachas with chesed, you don't have a shachas with the Rabbani The Rabbani his relationship to this world is sustaining. And a person that wants to be in the, so to speak, in Kvayachal, in the footsteps of the Rabbani he has to sustain her, he has to give sustenance around him. How many, how many times did I see in my own mind's eye, I remember from going to school, and I went to good schools. Good yeshivas I went to. From grade one to the best yeshiva when I was a little kid. And how many times did I see a teacher or even a rabbi say, eh, he's not going to know it. Yeah, make fun of a kid. As you know, it's a wound instead of... The Torah wants us to become... Right, you want to tell you something? It's hard to believe I mean, I'll tell you something. In Russia, there was a city called Grodna. I don't know what you call it today. What? Grodna. Grodna was a city. What? The same name. Oh, the same name? Yeah. In Russia, there was a city, Grodna. In Grodna, this goes back 80 years ago, 75 years ago. In Grodna, 
75, 80 years ago, the Jews were not rich. There was no oil, there were no oil burners, there were no gas burners, there were wooden stoves. You had to have wood, you had to buy wood to warm a house. In Grodna, there was a Jew, Reb Nochem. Reb Nochem ke Grodna. Who was Reb Nochem? He was not a rabbi. He was not a teacher. He was a shamus in a shul. He took care of the needs of the shul. He saw that the shul should be clean, that there should be wood in the stove in the shul, and that there should be sedurim. And Reb Nochem ke was a big, big, big Talmud Reb Nochemke was an Esau Chesed. There wasn't a family in Grodna that he did, that needed something that he didn't know about. A whole day he ran around raising money. There should be wood by the widows and by the assignment that there should be heat in the houses and that they needed clothes in Russia, the snow, big snows. They should have boots. He ran around day and night. Reb Nochemke Grodna ran around day and night to do Chesed. There's, there is a biography of him. He was his whole life was committed to Hasad. Day and night he was also in Hasad. There are stories and stories and stories and stories. His position in, in, in Chesed is well known. Those that know the history of the Jews of Russia. But what's very interesting? The Chafetz Chaim we all know about. That the Chafetz Chaim was the tzaddik Yisodolim, the biggest man in his generation. We all know about. The Chafetz Chaim used to go once a year to Grodna and spend a few days in Grodna to watch Reb Nochemke to learn how to do chesed. The Chafetz Chaim said that in doing chesed and how to do chesed and how to be concerned, he has to learn by him. He used to go to Grodna and those days to travel was not like today. You take a plane, you take a bus, you take a train. It was on a muddy road with a horse and wagon and the, and, and the difficulty of getting there. He would go. The Chofetz Chaim, who was a Goyen, a genius, a man of such superior intellect, knew that he's, he's got to learn how to do chesed. He's, he had a Rebbe in Grodna to go watch him how he's concerned about people. We don't watch. We don't listen. We don't see. We have. We shut it off. We don't want to see people come. They're doing. The Chofetz Chaim knew that you have to watch him if you want to learn how to feel, how to empathize, how to extend yourself. You have to watch Reb Nochemke. He would travel to see him how he did chesed. We we don't uh, you know we don't know we know it. this this is becoming this 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 unfortunately we don't have teachers I don't know I don't know what to answer you. I don't know whom to tell you to watch and I don't know where to tell you to go it's an unfortunate situation but in in the Torah itself you could see what has to be done. You want to know how to teach a child? So the Gemara says how to teach a child. Gemara says in there, even the Rebbe taught the kid 800 times. And it was no kid, he was a big boy. He taught him 400 times. Oh, you know the Gemara, I told you many times the Gemara. So he said, in order to teach him, the teacher so had such patience, such sabloness, such chesed. He saw he wanted, he related to him so he, that, the, that, that the yearning and thirsting Talmud 
became part an extension of his being. What if I wanted? How what would I what would I expect of another person? He gave to me taught him eight hundred times. Rav Praden, his name was. I see people. I meet people. If I tell you a week doesn't pass, I meet people that are broken, men, women that are broken and shattered, have no belief in themselves, talented people, prominently talented people who go around without any feeling of self-ability, self-confidence. Not, not an overbelief. <laughs> Somebody broke them. I met a person who was a near genius. Doesn't believe he can do a thing in the world. Somebody broke him. Willingly, unwillingly. The teacher has to. The real responsibility of teaching is to give confidence. The little, the little plant, you know, to show the little plant, you could do it, you could do it. So we'll do it another time. I mean, a person who doesn't have this feeling, this profound empathy, but you don't have no right to walk into a classroom. We were joking, we were talking, said there should be a school, you should get a license to be a father and a mother. No joke, so there's somebody was sitting there who suffered in such conditions, says, no joke. told Party says, I learned my whole life. Rabchanina ben Trajan remains in the pedestal. But still and only said there was he said, told him, I'm not gonna get out for this reason. You, he says, you you gave you gave B. He says, I was lacking in giving B that I'm not gonna be. And the Benjling is being, and that's what I should have done. Amazing Gemara. You know, I always say the honesty of the Gemara, you'll never. If I came to you and said something about Rabchanina ben Trajan like this, they would say, I'm, I'm an Apicurus, they should throw me out. 